Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning, Roto Experts. To the end zone, it's The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's caught for a touchdown! We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Friday, August 31st. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning. I am your host, Dane Martinez, speed spitting statistician. And like the song says, I'm down with the king, El Rey de Fantasia, the FSWA Hall of Famer, the king, Scott Angle. Scotty, the next time we see football, it will be for real. It's a holiday weekend. I'm excited. How you feeling, brother man? Feeling good today. Uh, getting ready to update my final ranks on RotoExperts.com, an exclusive Edge Fantasy Football package. I'll be uh, also riding my bus, players to avoid, and guys you might want to get rid of later today. Uh, enter the King at checkout for a special discount. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely go on over and get the Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Use the promo code the King. Hey, Scott, later on in the show, we are going to be narrowing it down to the four finalists for our uh, team name contest. Those people will get the Roto Experts exclusive Edge in-season package. They're also going to get a personalized call from you to help set their lineup. So many ways to join the show. You can still submit a final team name if you want to be down that way. You could always Call the number at 844-843-6879 if you want to join us as we put the fun in functional sports radio. And, of course, you could always hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Spittin' Speeds. The king is at Scotty Roto X. All right, let's get into it, Scotty. I mean, yesterday, um, you know, every team was in action. Um you know, their final preseason game. We don't see any of the starters. You know, we to be honest, we don't see a lot of the backups. We don't see a lot of the handcuffs, okay? We see the, the fourth-string quarterbacks. We see, you know, the guys really on the bottom of the depth chart battling for these roster spots because in the next 72 hours, Scott, it is going to be a whirlwind. There are going to be players cut. There are going to be players picked 
up from other teams. There may be more trades in the next 24, 48 hours as well. This is really kind of like the busiest time for the GM of the teams. Rosters are being constructed this weekend. There will be some player movement at the bottom of teams' rosters and at the bottoms of depth charts. Right, Scotty, in this next 72-hour period? Yeah, but, you know, it's not anything that really is going to make a difference, uh, you know, in fantasy outlooks or betting outlooks or anything like that. You know, we'll talk about it. There were a few notable performances last night, but uh, really just a handful. Yeah, sure enough. Um, The places I do want to start, there were a couple of those rookie quarterbacks who got into action, right? Baker Mayfield goes 9 of 16 for 138 yards. Lamar Jackson goes 9 of 15 for 109 yards. He did have 25 yards on the ground and a touchdown with his legs. Lamar, that is. There was no Josh Rosen. There was no Josh Allen, and there was no Sam Darnold. To me, it means, obviously, with the Jets, McCown was in there. Darnold is going to be starting week one. And the fact that there was no Josh Allen out there for Buffalo, you know, they put out Andy, uh, A.J. McCarron. It makes me think that Buffalo still does not know if it's going to be Josh Allen or maybe if it's going to be Nathan Peterman. What do you think about the quarterbacks who played and any signals from the quarterbacks who did not play yesterday, Scott? Uh, for the quarterbacks who played, it's just like I really like Baker Mayfield with yeah. every passing game that I see him. The mechanics are crisp, and, you know, he's, he's very firm in the pocket, doesn't get rattled by pressure. I love the way he throws the play-action pass and zips it accurately downfield. To me, Baker Mayfield almost reminds me of, like, Russell Wilson right. without, the deep, without the deep ball arm shrink. That, that's like a one difference for me. Kind, kind height, of reminds me right, of, it's of young, as well, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I think he's a little shorter than Russell. I, I don't know exactly what he's listed as, but he, he just reminds me a lot of him. He's very savvy in the pocket. The, the Browns have a really nice quarterback situation there. Uh, if Terod is somewhere else next year, I think mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield somebody I'm going to want in the fantasy draft. I think he's got QB1 potential. Definitely want him in a dynasty league. Uh, you know, this kid is a nice future, I think, for the Browns. As far as Lamar Jackson goes, he's also improved as the preseason has went on. And, you know, he looked looked even better last night and, you know, really like, uh, you know, juked the whole Redskins defense, uh, faked them out all the entire defense on a bootleg run at the at near the goal line. So, you know, I'm going to be very good on him. He's quickly improving. People comparing to Michael Vick, I think he'll be better than Michael Vick as an NFL quarterback. Fair enough. But you think he's going to be better than Michael Vick when? You know, Scotty, I mean, I think that's really the question, right? Is he going to be better I than will Michael say, Vick? I will say that Is I'm going to 2019? I'm going to say that he will be better than Michael Vick in his second year. He's going to be better than Michael Vick was in his second year because I think he's a better passer. Michael Vick was always an erratic passer. He was a good okay. fantasy player and was unreliable as, as an NFL player. All right, let me ask you some follow-up questions on these quarterbacks, right? Um Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, it seems like you're high on both of them. You think that they are both progressing and that maybe, you know, in 2019, let's say, that, you know, both of them could be viable. Um, Who do you like better, say, in a dynasty draft or in a keeper league as a stash? You know, that sort of thing. Baker or Lamar? See, that's hard because I think Baker Mayfield is the better quarterback. Right, but Lamar has that potential. Lamar has more of the rushing ability. As an NFL quarterback, give me Mayfield. As a fantasy quarterback, give me Jackson. Okay. Um, And then what do you make out of the fact, like, we know Darnold is starting for the Jets in week one. What do you make about the fact that they didn't have Josh Allen out there? Um, 
it, to me, you know, they had A.J. McCarron out there. To me, it means that, honestly, McDermott still does not know who their starting quarterback in Buffalo is. Is it Nate Peterman or is it Josh Allen? Uh, I think it should be jo- Josh Allen, but I don't think they've given up their hand. They, you know, they the organization, they liked, they liked, uh, they liked Peterman last year. He had a very strong right. preseason. I've, if I had to take a guess, and I'm only guessing here, I think it's going to be Peterman because they have a tough schedule early. Exactly. And to be quite honest, you know, yesterday, Scotty, I'm in studio doing fantasy freestyle with the stats over beat cipher. And who walks in in the middle of my show? <laughs> but Gabe Morency, all right, he was coming down to New York. He comes in, and that's the exact question that I was asking him during a commercial break, you know, and he also, you know, he's plugged into all things Bills, obviously, and he also thinks it's going to be Peterman uh, mostly because um, that offensive line is a concern, and he's worried about getting the kid beat up a la, remember, was it like David Carr, you know, with the Texans that first year he got sacked something like 58 times, yeah. and it kind of and it kind of impacted his kind of confidence or his ability to stay in the pocket. Me and Gabe were both saying that might as well run Peterman out to the Wolves, especially as you noted that tough early schedule. They don't want to fool with Josh Allen's confidence so early. You saw that he really wasn't able to handle it, and he got he got beat up in that third preseason game. Yeah, it's, it's not a good offensive line, and you don't want to expose him against teams like that. Look, you could go the other way and look at it and say if he does really well against teams like that can only boost his confidence. But, you know, look, the Bills do like Peterman. I think they feel they have a vile alternative if they don't want to rush the kid. And A.J. McCarron didn't look bad last night. Yeah, and here's the last thing I want to ask you about quarterbacks, Scotty. You mentioned our boy Terod in Cleveland. And if Baker Mayfield keeps on his development, you know, he's the number one pick, right? He's going to be in there. We talked about, you know, yesterday, Scott, we talked about how Teddy Bridgewater is such an asset and that, you know, in the offseason next year, Teddy Bridgewater will be commanding some attention and likely being able to be, you know, a starter somewhere else in the league in 2019. you got to say the same thing for to Rod, even if it's not in Cleveland, right? Shouldn't you would got to think that in next year in the offseason, both Teddy and Terod will be uh, sought after commodities, right? Yeah, well, I don't think Terod is ever going to be a highly sought after commodity in the fantasy world, in the NFL world. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to be a highly sought after com- commodity. General managers just don't think that high of him. They don't. They don't feel like he's a big difference maker. They obviously they feel like he's a bridge quarterback. You know the Bills, the, the Browns respect him. I think more than the Bills do, and maybe they underrate him. I don't. I Ravens don't think also. he's going to be high, highly. I don't think he's going to be highly sought after. I just. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. You know. This is. I'm not. And you are not, you know, none of us are, you know, in those general manager meetings, on those phone calls. There's some reason why why Tarad, you know, just doesn't get more attention, just not as rated as highly. Maybe it's something behind the scenes that we're not seeing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing also, you know, Scott, I'm watching Hard Knocks, right? And Terod is the leader of that team. He's in there watching film. He's working with the coaches. I mean, so when you say maybe something behind the scenes, they're certainly not picking it up with the HBO cameras. I'll tell you that. He's got rushing potential. He's got, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over. These all seem like things I would want in my starting quarterback, but I digress. Hey, Scotty, was there anything else? You know, we spent some time on these quarterbacks. Anything else that you saw last night in the final dress rehearsal, the final preseason game that caught your eye? 
Yeah, there were like, there were like one or two things. You know, Ronald Jones uh, having mm, another bad still. night, fi- finishing the season with like I think twenty two yards on twenty carries. Yep. So yep. To, you know, Peyton Barber two drops be only for one a while catch. there. Yeah, and uh, also Cameron Meredith playing with the second team had a fifty six yard reception and also a sixteen yard touchdown pass. Which is encouraging, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's playing in the fourth preseason game. So uh, mm-hmm. how much confidence can you have in Cameron Meredith? Yeah, I don't know. We saw Geronimo Allison catch a touchdown pass last night. Uh, you know, that's very encouraging. We know he's going to start the season as the third receiver. But if Randall Cobb inevitably gets hurt or traded, he's going to be moving right into a prime role in that Green Bay offense. He's a big, big sleeper uh, among a lot of fa- us fantasy analysts. Kristen Michael had a really nice catch, catch and run. Uh, yeah, maybe this is more for DFS, but early in the season, my Robert Turbin is out. Kristen right. Michael might be getting a lot of, lot of snaps for the Colts. What do you think about our guy Jordan Wilkins? You know, we've talked about those rookies in Indianapolis. It looks like Marlon Mack is still battling that hamstring. We know Turbin's out. Colts week one have the Cincinnati Bengals. How do you think it shakes out between Michael and Wilkins uh, and Mack if he's healthy? Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would say that it's probably going to be a combination, like maybe a timeshare between Michael and Wilkins, but I, pro- I, th- I think they want to lean towards the the veteran. Kristen Michael has been getting cut off a of roster, as though, et cetera, and bounced around the league because his fundamentals are not that good. His pass blocking is inconsistent, et cetera. Uh, he doesn't run high. It's just, you know, he drives the coaching staff crazy because, you know, they feel he's a knucklehead. You know, that's, you know, that's what I've heard about Christian Michael in, in the past. He's a very talented knucklehead, but, you know, he's a veteran, and I think that gives him a little bit of an edge. All right, another running back situation I want to ask you about, Scotty. We heard reports yesterday out of New England. They're saying it seems like, you know, Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle both dealing with knee injuries, right? And the buzz out of New England is that Rex Burkhead may be further along and more ready for week one than Sonny Michelle. You got James White in that backfield as well. What do you think happens their first game? Pats versus the Houston Texans, Um, you know, are you rolling out Rex Burkhead? Is it James White that's going to be the running back with the most points? Is, do you think Sony Michelle makes it? I know inside injuries also thinks this Sony Michelle injury could linger. Um, is it primed to be Rex Burkhead early in the season? Yeah, the guy's playing with like uh, with like a torn knee ligament. I a believe. Like tearing his how knee. Much, they yeah. Say. How can how can how can you really how much can you really rely on this guy? I think the one running back that I Jeremy Hill maybe in a if you play in a touchdown only league and a few of them right. still exist. Jeremy Hill's the guy I want, but uh, yeah, with, with the, all the injuries of receiver, I think James White's going to see a ton of playing time early in the season. Absolutely, and you also really got to love Chris Hogan and, of course, Rob Gronkowski early in the season as tried-and-true weapons for TB12. Um, Scotty, in Dallas, they're saying that their center who's banged up – well, not banged up, I guess. Travis Frederick, uh, who has that autoimmune disease, sounds like he will, in fact, be on the 53-man roster. They're holding the space for him because they don't know, really, what his timetable is um, again, these offensive lines, Dallas, Minnesota, um, how do you feel about this? What do you think about this news of Travis Frederick? They're going to carry him on the roster, it sounds like. But to me, this is no real news. You know, this is, okay. The Cowboys did trade for an offensive lineman with depth, but you know, the news is the same as it. We just don't know when he's coming back. It doesn't change anything. All right. And the uh, fact that they traded for a lineman is not, not, a, good, I, I, not a good sign either. 
Got you. Uh, in Philly, Alshon Jeffrey has been taken off the pup list. Now he's with the de- distinction that he's day-to-day. Then again, aren't we all day-to-day, my friend? I'm just trying to make it to the next one. But listen, there's still a lot of reports out there that he's going to miss at least two weeks. And I think that term, at least, is very important because Alshon Jeffrey has the soft tissue injuries, uh, a history of those, in my opinion. So I wouldn't be surprised if it goes a little bit further. What do you think? Um, what do we have from inside injuries on Alshon Jeffrey, and we're still think we're still looking at the same folks, right? Aguilar gets a bump. I mentioned Sproles as interesting early on, and of course Zach Ertz is going to be that kind of chain mover in lieu of Alshon Jeffrey even more. But you know, what do you think about this? He's off the pup list, so they don't think it's going to be six weeks. But there's reports of that it's at least two. What do we think? Uh, read the tea leaves for me. Inside injury status on Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, last we heard from inside injuries on this. Uh, you know, they say he could, he could miss a few games at the beginning of the season. They were talking about this last month before it came out. So uh, I, I really – Alshon Jeffrey's not day-to-day. That's just, that's just coach He's week-to-week week more, right? He, he's BS. To me, he's, he's out until further notice. He's out indefinitely. Uh, yeah. you know, I, don't know, I don't know when the guy's going to come back. I don't expect him to miss the whole first half of the season. But, you know, it's, it's often like when users say, hey, Scott, when do you think this guy's going to come back? We don't have an answer. We don't know how his body's going to heal. Uh, you know, I, I, in my mind, if I have Olshan Jeffrey, I'm benching him until further notice and maybe hoping he comes back by about week, week six and take anything in my mind before that as a bonus. All right, so fair enough. So I understand we don't know, right? But a lot of people have drafts this weekend, Scott. So, And we always talk about every player at some point is still mm-hmm. a value. At some point, you got to pull the trigger, right? Julian Edelman, who we know is out four weeks, is being drafted in, you know, like the seventh round, right? So w- at what round are you comfortable drafting Alshon Jeffrey with this uncertainty around him? Uh, so he went in the 10th round in the GST. I was, I was good with that. Anywhere from, like, anywhere from like the ninth round on, I'm good. Okay, fair enough. I just want to, yeah. you know, give people some frame of reference because, you know, even though he's going to be gone, we think for longer than the two weeks, there is still value at some point. Scotty, I got to let people know also, BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast and easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play Anytime during the game. BetDSI is running sign-up and deposit bonuses year-round. So for a limited time, use the promo code FNTSY. BetDSI is giving you $2,500 as a bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI.com. Head on over and start winning today. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the stuff in the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Use the promo code THEKING at checkout. The uh, fantasy executive, Corey Parsons, has some guys that are moving up on draft boards. We're going to check that out. Roto Experts in the morning. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive edge fantasy package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive edge fantasy package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package promo code FNTSY. Welcome back. 
experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is the king, Scott Angle. I am merely the spitting statistician. I want to let people know <laughs> that uh, you guys got to go on over and get that Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package. It gives you everything you need to win your leagues and win that cash. We got great rankings from the king, Scott Angle. You get the rankings from the fantasy executive. Great content, articles you need, customizable cheat sheet, and... Scott, you get the blog entries from the fantasy executive. You know what I mean? And that's good stuff. Our guy, Corey Parson, and he has another entry that I wanted to get into with you a little bit. He was talking about, listen, guys that are rising up draft boards, right? And this is what people need to know. You know, if you're doing some drafts this weekend, we may be talking about some guys. You know, we've been talking about guys like Chris Godwin. We've been talking about our guy like Galladay. And if you like him, it would be so nice, right? And there's other guys that the um, that the fantasy the executive is seeing moving up draft board. So if you want to get them, you may have to get them a round or two earlier than you thought. So I want to bounce these guys off of you. Um, many of these guys, we've already been at the party on these guys. Uh, the first is Mike Williams. Scott, as soon as Hunter Henry went down at this point, what, like two months ago, um, Mike Williams was the name I looked at first, right? Why? Because I thought he is the big-bodied receiver, right? Keenan Allen is more of a, uh, more of a great route runner and a shake-and-bake kind of guy. They have uh, Travis Benjamin there as well, who's a smaller kind of guy. I immediately thought Mike Williams was going to become that red zone target. A lot of people like uh, the second-year receiver out of Clemson. We've also talked about, uh, remember, Blue and I were talking about those rookie-wide receivers and how they usually do struggle. Right, But Mike Williams is primed and ready. It looks like he's healthy, and it looks like he's ready to take a step forward. Are you on the Mike Williams bandwagon, Scotty? I almost feel like he's going to be like a Jimmy Graham type. Uh, you mm. know, sort of. It's you know, where he's going to be like this goal line receiver because you know they have Keenan Allen and they have Tyrell Williams. You know, mm-hmm. outside, outside the uh, outside the twenties. So I'm wondering how much work he's actually going to get outside the twenties. And you know, I think the work work outside the twenties is going to be a little bit inconsistent. So uh, you know, to me, he's going to be. I think he's going to be a wide receiver four because he's going to score seven, eight touchdowns. But uh, in terms of in terms of receptions, I wonder if he's going to get above sixty five. Yeah, that's a good point, but at the same time, the other thing, I agree with you. I think he is going to be the main red zone target at this point. I think you make a good point. It's the difference of uh, the red zone versus between the 20s. You're right. They have Keenan Allen. You know, they have Terrell Williams, and there's also been buzz that they Terrell. expect to try to utilize. <laughs> well, I don't know what his mama calls him, but... Um, there's also been buzz, you know, Scotty, that they're going to try and get Melvin Gordon a little bit more involved in the passing game this year as well, right? That's kind of, to be honest, that's part of the reason they why. They did last year. They did yeah, last year. So. 50 some odd yeah. catches, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's, to be quite honest, that's part of the reason why he was the first round pick of me and Mike Blewett in the Carton and Friends League. I took him. We took him. We were deciding between him and Leonard Fournette. We leaned Gordon because of that passing game. Fournette's going to get the touchdowns, right? But we leaned Gordon because I do believe he's going to get 55 catches again. You have Mike Williams, Scotty, ranked as your wide receiver 49 in, uh, you know, in PPR formats, right? So if you think about a standard kind of 12-team league, that puts him right on the fringe of wide receiver 4-5, right? Yeah, and I'm going to redo my ranks later today, but I'm pretty much going to see, see him in that range. more. He's right on that four wide, rec- wide receiver 4-5 cusp. 
All right, fair enough. Another player that the executive is targeting or saying is moving up draft boards is Marquise Goodwin in, uh, you know, in San Francisco. Pierre Garçon was not there at the end of last year when Jimmy Garoppolo kind of had this, you know, five-game run or whatever it was that makes everybody think that he's the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But, um... Listen, it looks like Marquise Goodwin is kind of going to be either the one there or really in the same with Pierre Garçon. Do you think Marquise Goodwin is going to, you know, in essence, get enough targets to support himself as a wide receiver for? Where do you see Goodwin? I see Goodwin as like a wide receiver, too. I have my, my top 20. Really? Uh, him and Garoppolo have a great connection together. Uh, yeah, I used to think it seems like every receiver that leaves Buffalo does better elsewhere except for sure. Sammy Watkins. And, you know, I think there's another guy that's going to do it. I used to see him as a good post and fly, just a, like right. uh, once just in a, a while post guy. and fly, fly pattern Nine kind of guy. Nine right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to my – look, I had a big argument with Greg Sussman last year. I didn't believe in Goodwin. He was right. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. You, you know, I look in your rankings, Scotty. You have Marquise Goodwin as wide receiver 19. So you definitely believe that he is a wide receiver too. I got to tell you though, Scotty, you have him over Jarvis Landry. You have him over Chris Hogan. Um, that surprises me a little bit. I would have those two guys definitively over Goodwin. But you're, So you're high on Goodwin, huh? Yeah, I'm very high on Goodwin. I love Landry. I like Hogan. But I just feel like Goodwin has more of potential to be a pure number one than those, those other guys. So let me ask you something, okay, because I hear you, right? And he's got this upside. He's one of the guys we've talked about. I don't, I don't disagree with you that he can take a step forward. But I think um, it, it, you, it, you know, it says it here even in your ranks. You're a lot higher on him at wide receiver 19 than the consensus or in, than the ADP, right? So let's say vis-a-vis a guy like Landry or vis-a-vis a guy like Hogan. If you're really high on Goodwin, right, but it's the time of the draft, let's say it's the third round, it's the fourth round, and Hogan and Landry and others, you know, say, uh, you know, Golden Tate, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Allen Robinson, those kind of folks are still there. Scott, are you drafting Goodwin because he's higher on your board or because you know that you're a lot higher on him than most? Are you going to try and maybe, you know, draft Jarvis Landry and then hope that Goodwin is still there when he comes back around to you because you know you have him higher and you think you can wait on him, uh, you know, kind of in the mentality of other people. You know what I mean? Like, are you pulling the trigger on Goodwin at that level or are you comfortable that you maybe can wait another round and get him a little later? It really depends where I am on the draft. If I'm going to wait okay. another 12, 12 picks, I'm probably not going to do that. I, I have to oh, I my guy. I have to go get my guy when I want him. But but if, if you're like if three I'm, or eleven or something I, like that, if I'm like eleven, you know, right. I might do that. But you know, but, but I pro- if I need two wide receivers, if I just need one wide receiver, I'm going to go for my guy. In most right. cases, I'm not going to take the guy everybody else likes over my guy. You know, I go by my own ranks. No, I understand, but it's not like in this case. It's not like you don't like the other guy. You know what I oh, mean? I have, I have them right, right, right next to each other. But you know, I'm going to take my guy. There's, there's a reason why I have him ranked ahead. When it comes down to a tight decision, I'm not going to take. Most cases, I'm not going to take somebody else ranked ahead of him. Uh, why would I take Jarvis Landry over Marquise Goodwin when I have Marquise Goodwin ranked ahead? But if I need two wide receivers, and you know, let's say I've already gotten two running backs, right. and and one wide receiver, and I'm starting three, 
and then yes. I'm at the end of the fifth round. I think Landry will go first, and then if I'm coming around in three picks, I'll get Goodwin. Yes, but if it's down okay. to one one pick sort of decision, there's no way I'm taking the guy ranked lower. <clears throat> right. No. So so for just to recap here, um, the situation we're talking about, maybe where you would do that, Scott. Let me let me just double check here that we're right. Let's say you are the number three or four pick, right, overall, right? And you went running back, running back in the first two rounds, right? Then you get your wide receiver, your wide receiver one in round three, right? Whoever it is. Let's say it's like Tyreek Hill, you know, whatever it is, right? Then we're coming back in round four, right? We're coming back in round four, and you have like the three or four pick overall. So going from four to five, rounds four to five, there's only, say, five picks in between, something like that, right? In that situation, you have your two running backs, you have your wide out one, you're probably going wide out, wide out in this situation in rounds four and five. You have Jarvis Landry and Chris Hogan sitting there, and also your boy Marquise Goodwin. What I'm proposing is in that situation, taking the Jarvis Landry, because if you know you're going wide out, wide out, there's a better chance, a far better chance, in my opinion, that Goodwin will still be there for you in round five at like 5.3 than Landry would be there at 5.3. So in that situation, would you flip them and so that you could wind up hopefully having a better chance of getting both of them for your wide receivers two and three? No, five picks is too much for me to wait. I'm just going to take my higher-ranked guy. If it's like two, three picks away and I need two wide receivers, that's the only case. Otherwise, in just about, I would say in about 80 to 85% of the cases, I'm taking my higher-ranked guy. You know, I'm not sitting there worrying about what other teams going to do. I have to get my guy. Okay, so you're only going to do that if you were like in the in the second spot, let's say, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the third spot, but um, I see you. Okay, so it, it depends on how many picks are in between there, um, because you want to be able to get your guy. Going back to yeah, Corey most, Parsons, in most cases, oh. like I said, in most cases, why am I going to take the lower ranked guy? It's it, yeah, it to I me, it doesn't make sense. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Going back to the fantasy executive blogs, uh, a running back, if we switch gears a little bit, a running back that he says uh, is moving up draft boards is beast mode. Marshawn Lynch is kind of uh, gaining steam, let's say, right? And here's the thing. I love beast mode in standard leagues. You know what I mean? Because he's not necessarily that pass-catching back as much. And in standard leagues, it's about the yards, and it's about the touchdowns. And I don't care how much Gruden likes Doug Martin. When they're on the goal line, when they're in the, inside the 10, I know which running back is going to be on the field for the Raiders, and it's beast mode. Um, do you see beast mode as a kind of uh, back-end RB2 and maybe even a little bit higher in standard leagues, Scotty? Yeah, I'm ranked about 22nd, so you know, back-end RB2. Played a lot better down the stretch. Doesn't run with the same quickness and juke that he used to. Uh, you know, when he was with the Primes years with Seattle and even before that with Buffalo. But still, you know, can break tackles, can carry people, has good vision, good tenacity, and is good near the end, end zone. You know, he's no longer a superstar running back. But, uh, you know, he's, he's still a little bit above average from the NFL perspective. So, you know, so somebody I think people feel they can rely on. Not an exciting pick, but people feel they can rely on him when the most of the, the top 20 running backs are off the board. Sure. Uh, seven and a half touchdowns for Marshawn Lynch this year, if I set that line. What do you think? I look over at my book. I'd, I'd say over. The Raiders are going to have a, a rebound year offensively under Derek Carr, I think. So what are we talking? Do you think he's double-digit touchdowns? No, I, I'm, I'm going to say eight. I eight, would go nine, just over. something like that? Yeah, eight. 
Uh, I'm going to stop at eight. All right. Fair enough. Hey, uh, Scotty, I want to let people know also, listen, week one of the season is uh, basically upon us, right? There's going to be a lot of roster movement, um, and a lot of people are going to want to play some DFS. But a lot of people also don't want to deal with DFS when they're in a tournament competing against people who have, you know, 100 lineups in the same tournament. You actually want to have a chance to win. And you may only have the time to make one lineup, right? So go on over to Fantasy Factor. It is the only exclusive single-entry DFS site. They have free rolls registering all the time. Great promotions for free prizes. Keep an eye out also for their free million-dollar survivor contest. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That is FantasyFactor.com. Com. I like that, Scotty. We're going to start talking some DFS as well. We're going to do our own survivor contest as we keep the fun and games going here on uh, Roto Experts in the morning, even after that team name contest is over. We're going to focus on that when we come back out of the break in our final segment today. We have some final nominees, and we got to figure out that poll, right, Scotty, to, uh, you know, see who's going to win that extra package. But you mentioned, Scott, that you got an interesting email story, a question from a, uh, from a fan or a listener yesterday you wanted to share. Yeah, um, I actually had somebody send me, uh, you know, their keeper league. They what they did was they 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 made a spreadsheet and they predicted the entire draft ahead of time and wanted mm. to know my thoughts in every round about who they should take. And I said, you know what, this is like in Rocky Two when Apollo lost and he overtrained. <laughs> I, I said, I said, look, I said. Even in round one, everybody wants to predict what's going to happen ahead of time. It's good to, one thing to be well-prepared. It's another thing to overdo it. People spend time trying to predict the draft. You can't do it. Every, even if you've been in the league with, with some people for same years and you know their tendencies, it does give right. you an advantage. But you never know for sure what's going to happen. If you, nobody knows. You, no, nobody else thinks like you think. That's ba- you basically just did a one-man mock draft when you do something like that. When, when you're trying to predict what happens ahead of time, you're doing one-man mock drafting. Nobody else thinks quite like you do. Every, everybody has an exclusive thought process when it comes to fantasy football. Let the draft come to you no matter what format you play in. You know, stop trying to predict. I t- say this every year, but people still do it, I guess, because it's fun. You cannot predict what's happened ahead of time. People say, I'm picking a 10 while I figure the first nine are going to go this way. You don't right. know that. You don't. And I said, well, I spoke to the other guys in my league, and they told me that they were picking. They could be lying to you. They of could change their mind. They could change their mind on the fly. Stop. Relax your mind. It's stress. It's you know. You give yourself enough fun stress. I think it is with fantasy football. Just trying to be prepped for the draft. Stop trying to predict what happens ahead of time. It's very often it's a wasted exercise, especially when I get an email from somebody who's trying to tell me I'm targeting this defense in the 14th round. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little too far for sure. I get it all the time. Also, Scotty, people are asking, hey, uh, should I go running back, wide out, wide out? I'm like, I don't know. It depends. You know, if Antonio Brown is staring at me at pick eight, I'm taking Antonio Brown. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't tell you what to do. You got to see what's there. The one thing I would say, Scotty, because I completely agree with you, um, one context that I think may be slightly different, I want to get your thoughts, because I, I, I do it personally. I was just doing it. I'm in a very long-term keeper dynasty league, right? So 
and the, you know whatever their settings is, you lose the draft round of the player. There's escalator costs, that sort of stuff, right? What I do try to anticipate, I try to anticipate. You know, I get a spreadsheet of everybody's roster from last year and the round value that it would be if they kept them. I try to anticipate who people would be picking. Right, because for uh, who they will be keeping. Because for me, let's say, uh, for example, in this league, I'm, I kept Le'Veon Bell as my first round pick. I kept DeAndre Hopkins as a second round pick, and I knew I had my third round pick. So what I wanted to do was see and project how many people will have been kept before me. So I know if my third round pick is really the you know twenty third pick or the fourteenth pick overall. So I could try to adjust in that way. I try to predict who people will keep, not who people will draft. Yeah, even trying to predict who people keep, it's. I think it's easier, right. but you know, I you know, it's it's a lot of wasted time. You know, we only only have so much time in our lives here. It sometimes that's fun, but a lot of times a wasted exercise because you still again you 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 going with your own exclusive thought process. It tends to be more accurate than predicting the draft ahead of time. But you know, to me, there are better ways to spend your time doing fantasy research. All right, fair enough. We shall see. Listen, Scotty, here's what I'm excited for. When we come back here on Roto Experts in the morning, we are going to cock-a-doodle-doo it and put the fun in functional sports content. We have a lot of different team name submissions. I got another, like, seven or eight I want to bounce off you. But then, Scotty, we are going to have the tough task of the final four to put in this poll to see who wins the contest, okay? And I think, Scotty, we should also bring in our guy, Chris Bavona, the manimal down there in the fantasy pit of misery dilly dilly to him i think we should bring him in on this segment to help us create this poll so that we know uh who could potentially win this uh proto experts exclusive edge fantasy football package sound good scotty yep let's do it we'll be back right after this roto experts in the morning from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Push it. Push it real good. Push it. Push it real good. Hey, get up on this. It is Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. El Rey de Fantasia. Along with the stable genius and vocal minority here, Dane and Scott. And listen, listen, Scott, I'm excited about this segment, okay? We've been doing, if people tune in and listen, we have been talking about these team names. Listen, first of all, I want to thank all of our listeners, all of our followers. Scotty, we got, you know... Uh, we got hun- over a hundred submissions. Okay, we got over a hundred submissions of team names, so it is no easy task. We are going to try to narrow it down to four, and then what we're going to do uh, to our man Chris Bavona, the manimal down there 
in the uh, fantasy pit of misery. We're going to make this poll, but Chris, we got to make the poll run for four days. Okay, it has to be open for the entire holiday weekend. This way we can crown our champion when we come back here on Tuesday after the holiday. Okay, so we're going to do that. But before we get into that, the last thing I want to let people know is they got to go on over to DailyRoto.com because they are putting out more than $25,000 on the line for their subscribers this NFL season, entering paid contests on FanDuel and then bringing you along for the free roll. Have a chance to win big this year alongside SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein. He's one of the only men to have won two separate million-dollar prizes. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split half of the profits. If there's no profits that week, no worries. You get entered back into the cat the following week. So go on over to DailyRoto.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action and get your share of $25,000. That is DailyRoto.com slash sweat. All right, Scott. Team name contest. Before we start narrowing it down to four, I want to bounce the last few submissions off you and see if any of them are good enough to crack the top and be considered overall, okay? So our guy, Christopher Covera, again, he uh, says, ladies will work for what? Will fork for what? Like Lance Wilfork and uh, Watt, the, you know, J.J. Watt, will work for what? You like that one? Doesn't crack the top, right? Uh, not feeling it. What about, you know, you, I know how much you like Tariq Cohen in PPR settings. What about Cohen the Barbarian? I like that. I do. You like that. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to your make it number six. I'm making it number six. Who, okay. who, who, who is that enough. from? That is from Derek Davis. I like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Then we have a couple Carl. from our boy Carl. <laughs> then we have a, a couple from our boy Carl Anderson. And I know, uh, you know, maybe we need to get him involved in the poll. Um, Carl Anderson has a couple, um, two involving DeAndre Hopkins, who I like. The first one is uh, I think that uh, oh, Big Daddy movie with Adam, Adam Sandler and then the character that Rob <laughs> Schneider plays, the D-Hop, the D-Hopopotamus. Uh, what do you think about D-Hopopotamus for DeAndre yeah, Hopkins? Cute, cute, but not, uh, doesn't quite make it, no. What about D-Hoptimus Prime, the Transformers? Uh, kind of obvious to me now. Okay, fair enough. And the last one I want to bounce off you, which I like. There was a lot of Darius Geist stuff, right? But if you are a fan of the movie The Goonies, if you are a fan of Baby Ruth uh, candy bars, then you know this one. What about, hey, you guys? (laughs) It's not bad. I like it. I really do. I think that's a lot of funny. I chuckle. Uh, Maybe you didn't get the chuckle, but I chuckle on that one. I got it. You know, it goes even like if you're older, like the electric company, you know, the kids show when it would open it, go, hey, you guys. Uh, I think yeah. I, I remember the Goonies for sure. Uh, hey, you guys. But hey, what are you going to do? All right. So those are some submissions. Thank you, first of all. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to all the followers who contributed to this one. OK, now here's what we got to do, Scott. We got to get down to four. So the first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to try and facilitate us to get to four. And then, uh, Bovona, when we do, you'll put up that poll. And remember uh, that we're going to have this run four days long, okay? We want people being able to vote all across the holiday weekend. So the first thing I'm going to say, Scott, I went back and checked. Remember when we did the poll like halfway in, right? Yeah. It was really close. There were three that were all like within a few percentage points of each other. Um, But the winner of that poll halfway in was Jimmy G-Spot. 
from Strong Style Ninja. So I think that because he won the first half poll, it has to be a nominee for the final, right? Yes. Okay, so we agree on that. Jimmy G yeah. spot has Plus to be one of the Plus it was originally in my t- top five, too. So. Yeah, it's in my top five as well. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. it beat out other things we had in our top five. You know, it beat out yes. Carry On My Wayward Son. It beat out for Netflix and Chill. So it has a chance to win it all. So it's got to be in the final. I agree. We agree on that right. one. Here's the other place I'm going to go. Here's what I think we need to do next, Scott. I think we have to make sure we have at least one uh, Taylor Bryson entry in there. Well, I was going to go a different way. I was going to say, we have one that won the poll. Then we should go, we should go, you and I pick one that we, we, we demand that we have in. Our okay. top pick. One yeah. of us each. Yeah. Okay. So, and then what about the four? You don't think we got to get Taylor Bryson in? He's had a lot of good submissions. I, I mean, I, you've got like three in your I top think that's, seven. I, think I got that's, like three in my top seven. It doesn't matter who enters it. I don't think we should show favoritism to any one, one entrant. Okay. So you're saying we got to have Jimmy G spot because it won the poll. You're saying that right. you get to insert, like, you get a pick. And then you're saying right. I get a pick, whatever we want. And yeah. then what are you thinking about for the fourth one? Does Bavona get a pick? No. Then we got to agree on something, you and me. Okay. Then we agree on the, on the fourth. Okay. Yeah. I'm with that. I'm sorry, Bavona. I was trying to get you involved, brother man. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, it's all good. Okay, I'm with that. If we, have, so, if we need a tiebreaker at some point, we'll go to him. Okay, if we cannot agree on our fourth one, we'll let Bavona be kind of like a help for a tiebreaker. Right. Okay, fair enough. So that being said, Jimmy G-Spot is definitely in already. Um, Scott, who are you putting in? Carry on my wayward son. Yeah, of course Bryson. you are. Yeah. Of course. Oh, okay, so we get the Taylor Bryson then in also, right? Yeah. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. We're going to get carry on my wayward son in. Uh, we got Jimmy G spot in. <sighs> man, this makes it tough for me, man. This makes it tough for me. I got to pick one, huh? We got Tyler in there, so we're good. We got my boy Strong Style Ninja in there, so we're good. See, he, I'm conflicted because my number one – is net, it's for Netflix and chill from Jim Martell, right? But right. I've already seen in a poll that for Netflix and chill loses out to Jimmy G spot, you know? So I, it's almost like I'm submitting something that I know is not going to beat Jimmy G spot, although the poll may be different this time around. You know what I mean? I'm wondering, Scott, do I pick something else that has a fresh chance of winning or do I just go right back to for Netflix and chill? Look, carry on my wayward son didn't beat Jimmy G spot, but I don't care. It it, it's still my favorite, you know. But you don't yeah. have to think like I like I think. It's up to you. I hear you. Um, yeah. You know what? All right, I think I'm gonna go for Netflix and chill. Okay, I think I'm gonna do that. All right. So, um, but I say think because here's my next thing, Scott. When I look at like our top, when I look at like our top seven or whatever, the only other one that is in both of our top sevens. Is turn your head and goff, and that is also Jim Martell. So if it I does, did that, matter. Chill, it doesn't so matter. So we're going to give Jim Martell a double one, chance. One thing we need to take out of the equation is how many. T- we we can't say we have to put Taylor Bryson in. That's unfair to everybody else. We can't okay. say that Jim. We can't say that Jim doesn't get in because he already has one in. I think that's also okay. unfair. We just right. have to pick what we think are the best ones. All right, so my – if your submission is carry on my wayward son, uh, the winner of the previous poll was Jimmy G-Spot. My submission is going to be for Netflix and chill. 
Um, okay. I even submitted that to my man, Kenny Cashman, you know, Rotoware, and he made a shirt out of it, um, which was awesome. We know we got to still hit him up, by the way, Scott, for your bank, your, your uh, Cincinnati Angles shirt, right? Um, yeah. That was cool. So, so far, all right then. So we got Jimmy G-Spot, Carry On My Wayward Son, for Netflix and Chill. Where do you want to go, Scott, for our fourth? Let's figure it out together. Well, I think we I like some of those Darius ahead. Geis ones. I like some of those Darius Geis ones, man. None of them I made my top seven, though. Uh, what do you like? You know, we agree both on Turn Your Head and Goff. We do. We have Turn Your Head and Goff. I'm looking at some Unless of Unless there's like something Joe... you really like from my, from my, my top seven. <clears throat> I like seven. Joe Buck yourself. I like Joe Buck yourself. I like Joe Buck We could either yourself. do that or Turn Your Head and Goff. Um... You know, like we, we can have a vote to sign a tiebreaker between Turn Your Head and Goff and Joe Buck Yourself. Hey, Bavone, are you with us? Down there in the fantasy pit of misery. If we can I'm get here, and I, think, in there, and I, I think already, we, I already right. have my pick. And I think what do you think? It, this was an easy one. Turn Your Head and Goff is so what much funnier because I, you know what? Right. Jared Goff is just so much better than Joe Buck, period. Sure, and you know, uh, fantasy football is dominated by testosterone. Yeah, but if, life Jar- if Jared Goff, we all know about Joe that. Buck yourself, you know, then you must like Joe Buck yourself if you don't <laughs> like Joe Buck. All right, so it sounds like here's what we're doing. It sounds like we're getting Jimmy G Spot from our boy Strong Style Ninja. It sounds like we're getting Carry On My Wayward Son from Taylor Bryson, and it sounds like Jim Martell is going to have two bites at the apple here with for Netflix and chill and turn your head and goth. How do we feel about that, guys? Scott, are you comfortable with that? Yep. Okay. Bavona, you if feel Jim good Jim Martell's that? got two shots and he's earned it. That's fair. Um, yeah. So there it is. So there, All right, there it is. Remember, uh, Chris, as we put up the poll, four days have it running. So we will crown it officially when we are back on air here on Tuesday after the Labor Day holiday. But I feel good about these. These are good four good submissions. I think people are going to have a lot of fun with this. And thanks again to everybody who submitted entries. We're going to still have some fun in games as we move along into the regular season, okay? We're going to be making picks every week. We're going to be doing our own survivor kind of thing every week we're gonna have our game of inches going on scotty next week before thursday also we have to make our official picks in terms of division winners um i say we do division winners scott the wild cards from each conference then i say we get on the record as far as our predictions for the afc championship game the nfc championship game and then our super bowl and super bowl winner right yep and i'll have my lineup ranks uh, middle of next week too Absolutely. An update to the King Scotty Angles lineup ranks. Um, we'll make our, you know, final predictions. I, you know, I've definitely been waffling a little bit on the AFC South. I admit it. I think I'm also waffling a little bit on some NFC divisions since our, but you know, like you said, things change in the preseason, right? Some of the things I've seen in the preseason has given me cause for pause on a couple of my picks, but I'll have, we'll have our official picks on, uh, we'll probably do that on Wednesday, let's say, Scotty, you know, right before the season, Wednesday or Thursday. And then, um, you know, we got some gentlemen's bets as well, right? Clearly on the AFC South, I'm, I, I'm higher on the Titans and the Colts than you are, and you are higher on the Texans and the Jags than I am. You're giving me a bunch of wins for their season win total. As we know, anybody who has listened to the show knows that um, 
you know, Scott is real down on Mohamed Sanu. I'm higher on Mohamed Sanu. He thinks that uh, Austin Hooper is a little bit better than I do. So we'll, as things like that come up throughout the season, we'll keep track of those as well. Um, so a lot of good stuff. Hey, Scotty, one last thing I wanted to bounce off of you today. I saw a report that um, 24 of the 122 NFL officials, the refs, you know, the officials, are going to become full-time employees. Right now, that is not the case. You know, they're all kind of contract or part-time guys. They're going to make 24 of the officials full-time employees. I think this is an obvious step in the right direction. You know, in, besides just being game day kind of officials, they'll also do things, you know, kind of like um, analyzing the trends and things, uh, you know, kind of helping to train other officials, helping teams like at practice and in the offseason teaching some new rules I think this is a really big um, I think this is a really big step uh, for the NFL formalizing the uh, the officials right Scott yeah I think you know it's just definitely a step in the right direction I uh, can't see how it'll affect the flow of fantasy football or whatever but uh, you know maybe people will be more satisfied but people are always gonna have a Always having an issue with referees, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's rooting or fantasy-wise. You know, you want your guys to get the scores. If they do, uh, you love the referees. If uh, they take something away, you hate them. So I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, I mean, what do you think also, though, you know, because it's been there's been so much conversation, Scotty, and I said it right off the bat. At first, I think you were like saying that it didn't it wasn't going to be a bit that big of a deal. I think it's become clear that it is this like tackling rule, this helmet rule. It has been a big topic of the preseason. How do you think that's going to play out? You think it seems like they're sending out new, uh, you know, videotape for instructions and examples, things of that nature. But we've seen. Uh, the impact. There's more penalties being called around this. There's even the potential of people getting ejected because of this. How do you think this narrative is going to kind of go throughout the throughout the season, Scott? I think you're going to be uh, holding your breath every time a flag drops, because and you think you're going to see you're going to see more flags, and you know it's going to cause uh, you know it's just going to it's it's going to affect the game flow. But you know I think it's it's way too in depth to predict how it's going to f- affect fantasy output, betting lines, whatever, you know, because there's always going to be penalties regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we've always said, we've, we've said for years, right, like there's holding on every play in the NFL. It's just a matter of if they call it or not. You know what I mean? There's pass interference a lot of times that are not called. It's such a subjective judgment thing at times, you know. But this tackling, this tackling rule, I think, is going to be a big-time topic of uh, conversation, you know, similar to, like, what is a catch? The question of what is a tackle is going to be out there, and especially, like, you know, the first time that someone gets ejected, you know, um, in the second quarter or the first time, like, an offensive player gets called for this, it's really going to be a big deal so I think even more reason that they need to formalize and make some of these officials full time uh, so that they could be a little bit more consistent and a little bit more stable on that we got a holiday weekend going on here Scotty Labor Day weekend what's uh what plans you got brother man uh yeah I'll be on the weekend fantasy update from one to four p.m. eastern tomorrow with my buddy George Kurtz and then after that I have an auction draft an auction draft, interesting. Yeah, and then maybe, An auction draft. maybe hopefully I'll go to the movies this weekend, too. Go to the movies? It's the end of summer. Yeah. Don't you want to be outside one last time? It's really hot out there. 
It is, but I hear. I mean, yeah. at least where we are, should be some. You're on, you're on that. It doesn't have to be a certain certain uh, weather to go to the movies if you want to see something. No, I understand, but I'm just saying, like, you may not have, you know, as much time left to enjoy outdoor activities. So this could I be a disagree last with you for that. I disagree with Why? you. The weather, the weather, the weather in the fall is actually like my favorite weather and. You know, I'll probably go out more often during that. You know, like when it gets a little bit cooler. You know, I, I like I like it even more than I I do the weather now. But but Scotty, you ain't on you ain't on the beach in your speedo. No. Oh, Scotty. I'm not a I'm not a beach person. Scotty, you're depriving all the women out there of the king in the king's speedo. Yeah, I don't want to frighten them away. Oh, I see. I understand. Well, listen, however it is that you spend your holiday weekend, let us know. Um, but do me a favor. Definitely make sure you go out there and vote in our poll. Jimmy G-Spot right now has the lead already, 32%. Then for Netflix and chill. Then turn your head and goth. Then carry on by Wayward Son. But there's going to be more votes when we get back on Tuesday. Have a great holiday weekend, Scotty. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. We'll see you back on Tuesday right here on Roto Experts in the Morning.